Hey, this is Nick DiMatteo from Music Is Not A Genre. I just wanted to take a minute to talk to you about the service I use to record and distribute my podcasts. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you from experience, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Here's why. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So please take a moment out. If you are planning to create, record, and distribute podcasts, take a look at Anchor. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, I'm Nick DiMatteo, and welcome to Music Is Not A Genre's Podfast. This is a very special edition of Podfast because it is the first time I'm bringing on a guest. As you may know, I do interviews throughout the course of my wonderful podcast here, MXG. But for Podfast, it's been kind of crazy and funny. This time, I thought I would spotlight a new artist. Her name is Ashira. She's a singer-songwriter whose latest release is the single Saint. She is also a music supervisor for Searching for Justice in L.A., which was an official collection for the World Film Carnival in Singapore and a finalist for the Rome Prisma Awards. Ashira, how are you today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me, Nick. You're welcome. Thanks for coming on. So why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So I am a singer-songwriter. I've been singing for as long as I can remember. I mean, there are pictures and videos of me singing in a car seat or a stroller and trying to play with instruments like six times the size of me. My dad's a singer and my mom's super creative. So there was always music playing around the house and my siblings and I would kind of try to play whatever instruments we had lying around. And I can't tell you if my parents started me on lessons because I showed potential or if they just wanted to make whatever god-awful noises I was making stop. But either way, I picked up guitar and then piano and songwriting was a natural transition from there. So now I've been songwriting since then for however many years that is. And I've been releasing music for the last couple of years. So two questions there. Uh, you, were da- you said your dad is a singer? He is. Mm-hmm. Professionally or just kind of just can sing? Professionally, he does what's called Jewish acapella. So he started that when I was very young and I grew up going with him to recording studios and to different performances. And he's been doing that throughout my entire life. Oh, that's awesome. I, I asked that because my dad is a singer too, and he's professional. And yeah, that's such a big influence on a life when your parent is doing that. And then you, even as a small kid, just decide, I'm living with this. This is what I want to do too, but in my own way. Yeah, definitely. When did you write your first song? How old were you? Oh, God. So I think I wrote my first real song probably at 12 years old. I have memories from like kindergarten of writing some like random stuff about trees or nature or whatever. I don't know. But my first song, I think I wrote at 12 when I started picking up guitar. Wow, that's great. That's so funny because I have this little my my mom kept this little paper of lyrics that I wrote when I was like seven years old. And it was about nature. 
it's because there are no other options it's either right about that tree or how like your parents forgot to pick you up from preschool like they're that's probably true, not yeah. a lot. <laughs> so uh you say you've been doing music your whole life you've been you know writing since you were 12 at least your first real song as you say when did you start recording I started recording i think at 16 my i remember my guitar teacher he's amazing his name's jimmy and he had a kind of makeshift studio and he had started helping me figure out how to transition my songs from just kind of thoughts to actual things that I could play on guitar. So I don't know if it was him or my dad that first came up with the idea to try recording, but I had a song that we had been working on. I must've been like 14 or 15 at the time. And we went in and we started recording that. And when I was, oh, oh my God, when I was 12, I that was when I recorded my first song. My dad had this idea for I'm Jewish and he had this idea for my bat mitzvah for me to write a song that would you know kind of be a part of the whole thing and so I came to him with this Taylor Swift style love song and I'm 12 years old at the time and he looks at it and he goes no you're 12 (laughs) absolutely not try again and I, I didn't know what to write about I was 12 and I think I said that to him and he was like okay well let's let's talk about some stuff that's been going on and I think I had gone to some sort of ice skating party recently where I just kept falling down and I could not skate to save my life he was like okay so write about that and I wrote a song called try again and that went on to be the first song I ever recorded, the first song I ever put out. And to this day, anyone who knew me then, if you ask them, I think one fact about me, anyone from childhood will immediately be like, oh yeah, she's got this song from when she was 12 years old. It's the cutest thing, cringiest thing for me, but everyone else thinks it's adorable. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you look back on material and especially that young, you're like, oh, okay, I've done a little better, but it's still got to be kind of thrilling to be at that age. And you're known for that already. Yeah, it was really cool. And to this day, I think that's one of the best pieces of advice I've gotten. You know, my dad was the first person to really instill in me that concept of write what you know, and not just what you're hearing around you. And that's continued to influence me, God knows how many years later. Yeah. And so why let's let's jump into that then. Let's talk about your new single, Saint. Yeah. So I released Saint a couple weeks ago and I wrote it about someone that I was really close to that turned out to be really bad for me. I've struggled with anxiety and depression for the majority of my life. And I remember when I wrote this song, I was going through a really bad phase. And when you're in a dark place like that, you kind of hope that the people who are closest to you will see it and recognize that, you know, maybe you're not being yourself and you need help. And, you know, instead of doing that, this person kind of just made it much harder. And, you know, the whole reason I write songs is to help process all the words that I feel like I can't say. And I think that a lot of the best songs come from the deepest emotion. So I took pretty much every petty little thought I had in my head and just used it, used the song as a total catharsis to really get it out. And that's what this is. It's been chaos and total petty pop and it's been really cool to have it out it's great i like the you have an intimacy there just kick that just kicks right off that carries through the song but then there's a real fighting spirit too there's a power to it yeah yeah that it's you know it's interesting that i'm on you know your podcast now because you one of the things that you talk about so much is you know music not being a genre that's something that seems to be you know a carrying theme 
And this song was one of the first I'd written where, you know, I really didn't know what to identify it as. It felt like it had elements of rock and punk and pop and the kind of writing that maybe is even associated with country. And, you know, I really liked that it didn't fit into one exact box because I feel like I as a person don't really fit into one exact box. And I like that my music is kind of starting to reflect that. That's beautiful. And, and I would agree. I've listened to the singles that you have on uh, Spotify and you have so many different strains and sound going and they all work, but you're not, I love that you're not trying, well, oh, this song sound doesn't sound enough like this song. So I have to change it or I have to redo the production. You just let things be whatever they are as they come out. Oh my God. Tell that to my producers. <laughs> God, I mean, the the way that we go back and forth, first of all, I have to attribute a lot of that to the producers that I've worked with. I worked with two incredible producers on this song, Richard Carlson and Richard Sanderson. And Saint was a year long process. And that was because I had so many things that I constantly like I had new ideas or little things I wanted to tweak. I mean, I was a producer's worst nightmare for a minute there. And never (laughs) once did either of them say like, you know, this is too much. You got to calm down. You know, they were there for every single thing. They really understood what I wanted this to be, even if I didn't know how to um, express that and voice that. And they made it into something I'm so incredibly proud of. That's great. Yeah. And and I mean, when you find a producer or producers who are willing to let you be who you are and, and have their expertise come into it, but not try to mold you in their image, then you've found a partnership that can last. Oh, for sure. I mean, I'm the first person to say that I could not have done any of this without all the people that helped. And, you know, I just I'm so grateful that I found all these incredible people to collaborate with. And that's the cool thing about music and technology these days. You can find people from all over the place and you can collaborate with really anyone. And I'm really happy that, you know, I met these two guys through the internet and A, they weren't serial killers and B, they were, you know, genuinely creative and fun people with amazing ideas that gave me the space to be my own creative person. But also, you know, they put in input and said, why don't we try this? Wow. And and so now where are you based and where are they based? Yeah, I just moved to Los Angeles. I've been here for a few months now. Richard Sanderson is based in London and we actually recorded Shatter Me, which was my previous single there. Actually, no, not that one, but you get the idea. Mm -hmm. And Richard Carlson is based in Nashville. So we actually met during the pandemic in maybe 2020 through a Facebook group called Make Pop Music and connected through there. And we've been working together ever since. That's incredible. Where did you move from? I moved from New York. I have been all over the place recently. So I was in New York working and then a new job brought me out to Los Angeles and, you know, music here. It's just, this is really the the place to be, at least from my perspective, if you want to be a singer songwriter. So, you know, the second I moved here, I saw a palm tree and I was like, yep, I'm home. You're home. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you look, you you know, LA, New York, Nashville, you know, a few others that you can't go wrong living in LA for music. And I, the reason I asked is because there was a a lyric in one of your songs that mentioned Jersey. (laughs) I'm I'm from Philly. I'm from Jersey. So, you know, yeah. (laughs) So I am not from Jersey, but that song um, was about a guy 
who uh, went to school in New Jersey. And I like to leave little hints in my songs because I make it a point not to outrightly say who the songs are about, especially in cases where, you know, I had a bad experience because that's not what this is about. This is about me telling my story and just, you know, saying the words that I feel like, you know, I don't express. It's not about bringing someone else down and I have no interest in that. And so with this song, you know, I kind of peppered in this one tiny little thing, like he went to school in New Jersey. So the people that know, know. And, you know, the people that don't, it's kind of, you know, I hope that they can look at a song like that and hopefully relate to it. That's right. And I think the fact that you make it more universal by not making it too specific or too much detail kind of also pairs with what you said before, which is you like me and so many people have suffered from anxiety and depression and use music very often as a way to get things out that you can't express otherwise. And yet the way you're doing it, there's a there's something specific about it to you and it's personal, but it's made universal enough that anyone else who's ever had feelings like that or a person they know a person like that can relate to. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's kind of some, that's really the biggest thing that I hope people can get out of my music. I hope someone can hear my song and, you know, hear their own story in theirs because, you know, that's, I think that's how we all relate to music in the first place. I think that's what makes the artists we love so much, you know, the artists we love. I couldn't agree more. Do you feel like, and it's probably, you've already probably answered this question, but do you feel like music is kind of your mission? You know, I haven't used the term mission yet, but I feel like that's actually kind of a good description. I've known pretty much my entire life that, you know, singing and songwriting is all I've ever wanted to do. I think a lot of people like me who know from a young age kind of feel like, you know, there's really like, this is it. This is what I have to do, not just what I want. And I mean, I feel like kind of every step that I've taken has been working towards that. So I'm going to be honest, I completely forgot what your question was, but I hope that answers it. I think I might have too, but I think that was a great answer. I, You know, it's funny because my dad is semi-retired and he's been a musician his whole life. And, and just like any, you know, breathing human will question, well, you know, what good things that I do with my life, et cetera. And my mom always tells him that there are so many different ways to change the world. And the people that he sang to all those years for all those shows somehow in some way some of their lives were changed and that to me is enough that's enough of a mission to make your life worthwhile yeah i think that's a really powerful statement and i really love that because i had a phase in life when i was in college i feel like a lot of musicians or artists go through a phase where they're like should i do something that might actually make me money <laughs> and so i had a phase where i was like should i go pre-med because sure that's a logical jump <laughs> so i remember i was kind of i was thinking about which one I wanted to do, because, you know, like you said, there's so many ways that you can impact a life. And I really, I loved the idea of being able to like help actually physically heal a person. I have a lot of friends who are now, you know, in nursing school or are nurses or doctors and doctors in training. And what they do is incredible. I could never do that. But if I have a song that one person listens to and, you know, they feel less alone because of it, especially, you know, if you're someone that's struggling with anxiety and depression, you know, if you can listen to something like this and hear that you're not alone, that's all I need. That's amazing. And, uh, you know, I was going to ask you, what would you like to leave the audience with? But I feel like that's the perfect thing to leave the audience with. Uh, beautiful. Oh, sentence. thank you. Yeah. I mean, I guess the takeaways here are um, that 
you know, I am a raging optimist and, (laughs) (laughs) and that, yeah, you know, I think music is just about feeling connected to people and finding, you know, your story and others. And that's what I hope people can take away from my music. If I have one person or 1000 people who are listening to this song and connecting to it, I'm happy. I love that. I feel the same way. And I think you're already there. Uh, thank you for, for this show. Uh, thank you for coming on. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we leave? Yeah. Oh my God. Thank you so much for having me. This is fun. I mean, I think we met each other through like Instagram DMs. Yes. So the fact that it turned into, you know, this fun experience to kind of get on a podcast and talk about music and all that. It's been really cool. Other than that, I gotta, I gotta do the classic little, you can find me on social media at Ashira Gorb, TikTok, Instagram. I'm on Spotify, Apple Music, and my latest single, Saint, is now available anywhere you can stream music. If you could go check it out, I would greatly appreciate it. Excellent. That's right. I also love the fact that we connected the online the way you connected with your producers, and I will be including all of the links you sent me for everybody to check out. So please, everyone out there, check out Ashira wherever you listen to music. And uh, thanks again for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Nick. You're welcome. And take care of you. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.